Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. All right, our next point here, your backend and front-end tech must be optimized. Brian, I'm going to let you take this one. Yeah, sure. And we sort of, we sort of touched on this, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, think of it as, as if we're a retailer. So even though you may have no retail locations, no floor space, you know, no, uh, you know, um, front-end employees, if you will, uh, there is still a, an experience that, that is considered, quote-unquote, the last five feet. So if you come from a retail background, you know that everything you do up until the last five feet doesn't matter if the last five feet fail, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going into a mall and the right size isn't there, even though you've researched it and you've spent all the advertising dollars and you've created the great uh, product line and you've got it, you know, um, produced in time and you've got it to the distribution warehouse and you've done everything else you needed to, the pricing's right and the sales promotion's good and everything else is fine. If all of a sudden you walk into a store and it's not there, you turn around and walk out and everything you've done up to then is gone. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, things I tell my, my teams in the past is people don't buy just because you wrote a really good deck. <laughs> right. They so, don't. You know, yeah. So the ability to execute is critical. And so when you're talking about e-commerce, when you're talking about direct to consumer and, 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 and a complete, you know, quote unquote, virtual experience, you need to treat that with a retail mentality. And therefore, your, your, your front end and your back end must be tied together. So when we used to do customer journey development for COOs, CMOs, and CEOs of Internet Retail 250 companies at eBay, um, you know, we had to speak two languages. We had to speak what does the consumer journey language look like, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit more as the conversation goes on. But also, what is the technology language that has to connect there as well? Because there's no one cares that someone's in charge of email, someone's in charge of uh, social or digital, someone's in charge of advertising, right? Those are all departments or teams in most most uh, organizational structures, but they all have to be connected. And mm-hmm. just like that, they have to be connected on the, on the technology back end as well. And and so you need to make sure the processing speed and, and you're minimizing the number of clicks to purchase, like, you know, two-factor and combining that with safety and security with two-factor authentication. So how do you make this as easy, as seamless, as proactive as possible? So payment platforms, automated updates and notifications, all those push things, uh, the right offer at the right time based upon triggers, um, you know, drip campaigns through a CRM, all of that needs to be tied together. And so one of the big things that has happened over the past, I'll say, 10 years, but really uh, most people have now just sort of start there automatically only in the past maybe three or four is the development of customer journeys. And we're going to spend some spend some time there. But that customer journey needs to be both back-end and front-end optimized so that the, the experience as a customer, right, is completely as seamless as possible. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point with like the departments or the number of steps and kind of that tension between making sure that you're meeting business requirements, but also keeping in mind the customer. I think it's a it's not to be understated how hard that can be, but I think we do see so many companies do a bad job of that, quite frankly, and just kind of put it out there like, well, that's re- what's required, which to your point is then when customers drop off. Yeah, and, and and you know two two reasons why that happens a lot. And I know you know our audience isn't necessarily our our internet retailer two hundred and fifty big brand 
people, hopefully some of them, mm-hmm. uh, but also a lot of you know entrepreneurs, startups, smaller, small business type folks as well. It doesn't really matter. What typically happens is we're in such a rush to work on this one thing mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. to, that that once that's launched, we immediately start working on the next big one thing. And we never optimize for the original one thing. Mm-hmm. And that, therefore, all of a sudden, we're, we're taking two steps forward, one step back. And two, we're doing one things, one thing at a time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This channel, that channel, the other channel, instead of saying, okay, I need to maximize this part of the journey. I need to maximize when someone hears about us for the first time, what are the seven different questions they're going to typically have? How do we answer them the most uh, efficiently? And through what channels, right? Marketing, the, the holy grail of marketing is the right message through the right place or right channel at the right time mm-hmm. throws three things. Speaking so, our language. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so how do you get those? Well, living it, you know, getting, you know, having, getting a lot of input, capturing a lot of consumer data. And that's where it doesn't have to be complicated. Even if you're a small business owner, that's asking your customers straight out or like sending them a little email survey and giving them a coupon, to, you know, if it's a thanks, like it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it has to be giving you insight to say, Here's where people are getting frustrated with when they're interacting with with me as a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are all really good points. And it, it kind of bring to mind the saying, and I used to get told this a lot, which is once you get a yes, stop talking. <laughs> you know, so like get to the closure, because I think, too, on that back end, uh, we, we get so enamored with the sale and then trying to upsell and increasing the basket size that, you know, a lot of businesses then fail to close the sale because people get so frustrated by that time and drop off. So those are, you know, fantastic points. Okay, then moving on to our third point, don't underestimate the power of sonic strategy and sonic identity. We mentioned this, but April's going to go into a little bit more detail. Yeah. So just as a reminder, for those of you that aren't aware, sonic strategy and sonic identity is the sound associated with your brand. So any kind of sound, you know, you probably automatically think like jingle, but it also can be the voice of the personality. It can be little, you know, trigger sounds here and there that, you know, connect some kind of experience. What'd you say? The IBM tone. Yeah, the IBM tone, all of those kinds of things. There we go. (laughs) Um. So in any case, this is a really powerful tool. And we already talked about the fact that because we're no longer in three dimension and we're not shopping at shelf anymore, it's hard to find the places that you can really stand out and that will work hard for you. Uh, But sonic and sound is one of those things that we feel like people are not utilizing or at least not uh, consistently and well and across all the options. Uh, Just a quick plug here, our friends at, at Gwen Sound, which is who produces our podcast. Um, They are experts at this. And so they've helped us kind of pull out some key things to talk about here. Uh, But if they were here, what they would be talking about is number one, memorability. So sound is the number two attribute that's linked to memory. So that's recall. That's, you know, that's why like you hear a song and you're like, oh, I can be picture myself in my grandma's kitchen and she was singing along to this type of deal. Um, And the reason for that is because, yes, it makes an uh, emotional connection. It reminds you of something, but it taps into the senses in a way that triggers kind of the ability to be right back there in that experience. 
And also the fact that sound is a universal language. So sound and music transcend cultural boundaries. They transcend, you know, actual languages. I mean, I know a lot of the big brands that I worked on over the years, you're trying to figure out how does this translate and what does this translate into and and all of that kind of stuff. Does it work here? Does it work there? Well, because sound is so universal, you don't have that barrier. That's another reason that it just, it holds up so well and mm-hmm. so consistently. Um, another thing we often talk talk about is the stickiness of it. So sound being the glue that holds stuff together. I'm, I'm laughing and, you know, you can probably hear my smile and my voice. I hate the term stickiness. So <laughs> and made sure to put this in here and it's give the jab at me words. that I have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I will give the credit where credit's due and the fact that sound really does become that because it's not front and center necessarily. It's not yelling the message at you, but it's there in a way that it can really gel the experience in a way that doesn't happen without it. And so that's just one of the areas that we feel like is not being properly leveraged. People really haven't dug into it in the digital world we're in and leveraged it like they could be leveraging it. Um, And like we said, our our friends over here at Gwyn do an excellent job of it. So we've learned a lot about it and talking to them and in our experiences here. Yeah. And just to chime in on this a little bit as well, like, you know, the, the NBC Times I just did and then, you know, Intel, inside uh, tone, mm-hmm. those have been around for decades. So this isn't a necessarily a new idea, but the execution of this idea has been fairly light. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, at Smile Direct, even in the past 18 months, you know, we've had, uh, led by our creative team, uh, had significant conversations with our CEO and executive team about how important it is to start or end, usually it's starting or end, usually not in the middle, um, with these types of sonic tones. The, the, the debate being, we only have 15 seconds or 20 seconds or 30 <laughs> seconds for this spot. Why would I want to take a second or two out of the, to, to just play this weird, weird sound, right? So um, memorability is, there you go, different word for stickiness, so you can just use that now. <laughs> um, it is certainly important, especially when you're paying so much money for a TV spot that no one wants to really pay attention to. Uh, so so you, you're going to see this more and more, and it is an easy, cheap, very fun way to try and create a brand identity. It is amazing how much debate can go into, does this exact tone equal our brand identity? Mm -hmm. Because that is one of the more subjective conversations you're ever gonna have, whether you're a 10 person company or a 10,000 person company. It's a little hard to prove, so you can, you know, you can try and prove it through some focus group testings and things like that, you know, what what is the reaction that you get? And then you're using adjectives to describe you know, your, 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 your immediate reaction to these, these notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, the, the, what's the new show that's redoing again. I can name this tune in one note or whatever. Name yeah. That tune. Name that tune. Coming yep, back. Yep. Right? Like there, like that's going to be an interesting thing. It's like, you can see how much people can really attach themselves to just one or two notes. And that's a good proof of, of how that can work in, in marketing as well. So it, it was, a, it was a big effort that the small direct, um, focused on uh, as, as currently as last year. Yeah, well, and I, I think this is one of kind of the foundational tensions that come with taking the time to build your brand versus getting one more, more RTB in that spot, right? Uh-huh. And so I think that that's, this is exactly the type of thing that we're talking about. And I think those companies that are brave enough to leave those couple of seconds and allow the brand some room to breathe and connect with people on that emotional level versus the ones that want to throw in that last minute RTB that you're not going to remember anyway are the ones where we see that successful brand being built and reinforced in people's minds. And then being leveraged across multiple touch points. Mm-hmm. So then even for dis- if you're distracted and you're not visually engaged, being able to then – 
hear those tones and have it spark something, uh-huh. even if you're not exactly in the space that would like naturally connotate that. Um, so I, it's a very powerful sense of our sense of hearing that I think has been fundamentally ignored for the most part, except for people speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one to be leveraged that could definitely create a, a differentiating factor and a competitive advantage for a lot of brands. And if, you know, that's not enough, if, if anybody cannot like actually recite the baby shark, like, <laughs> amen, like, please no, please no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it, it is becoming, it's definitely becoming a, an opportunity, but, um, you know, I, I, I think that the brands who actually truly embrace it are, are really going to be the ones that are able to start to create more of that 3D again in digital, which is right now, like currently, like you said, April, very flat. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.